Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. He's had close encounters of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh kind. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's going to get better. It's going to get a lot better because we got some dig talk. We got a movie review. I saw a movie on uh, video on demand, which I never do. We got all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a fun show. Like always, make sure to tell a friend. Hey, Iceberg, uh, saw you walking around uh, backstage. You know, you looked uh, a little anxious. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, G? Nothing, dude. Just cooling out. What's up with you, man? You look like you're straight illing. I wouldn't say I'm illing, dude. I just, I don't feel that great. I've kind of had allergies or maybe a cold. It's been, it's been going on for like a week now. I do not feel that great. Quit simping, blub. You sound like a total lame right now. That's not even cool, dude, because robots, like, you can't even get sick, so don't even, don't even go there, blood. Just don't even go there. Whatever, man. You do sound like a total dandy, though. Listen, let me rock it, okay? I got a hot new jam, fresh out the toaster. Oh yeah, word, why didn't you say so, dude? Come on, man, kick it. Check it. One, two. He's the greatest of the great. Get it straight, he's great. Playing fame because his name is known in every day. To see him lay will make you day. God damn, that podcast made my day. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. I'm not even going to dispute it. Uh, It's possible that there are one or two shows out there that can surpass the Toys R Us Report, but I don't know, man. If there are, I don't know about them. This is the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. Now, for a minute, we're going to talk about the weather. Man, it is hot. It is so hot here right now in California. Oh my god, dude. It's like well over 100 degrees. I'm hiding in the darkest recesses of the cavern, hoping to stay cool, but even that has been unsuccessful as so far. I know some of you guys living out there, living places where this kind of heat is normal. I know we got some dudes out there in New Mexico. We got dudes in Arkansas. We got dudes in Australia. We got dudes everywhere. And man, I know you guys know what it's like when it gets hot, but where we live right here, it doesn't get that warm. It does get a bit warm every now and again, but right now we are on a bit of a streak. It does not, it does not very often break a hundred around these parts. And yesterday when I went to check the weather in the good old newspaper... They didn't even have a symbol. They just had the word hot, which to me, to me, that is a big warning. Oh, check it out. I read this thing in the paper that I have been wanting to talk about for a while, and I don't even have a lot to say about it. Just a bit of a local story that caught my attention. We got this dog park at the, uh, it's near my house. It's maybe, maybe five, six, seven blocks away. It's over near the high school. It's a dog park. It's a fenced-in thing where people let their dogs run, run in circles, play with other dogs, that sort of thing. 
I I don't go over there. I've been there a couple times. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm not into hanging out with other dog people. I like my dogs. I love my dogs. I like walking my dogs. But I don't want to meet other dogs. I don't want to walk around and have people come up and go, can my dog meet your dog? That's just me. I don't want my dog to meet other dogs. Maybe I'm jealous that she'll like these other dogs more than me. Who knows? I'm mostly, I just don't want to talk to the owner while the dogs... The dogs, uh, meet each other, they meet and greet, sniff each other, and do whatever. But anyhow, over at the dog park, uh, over there, the other day somebody was out walking their dog and they found some meatballs. They found a bunch of meatballs around the outside of the fence, and I don't know, the first thought that came to her mind was that she should get a bit worried. So what she did was, she called the police who came down and they cordoned off the area because for some reason they needed to determine whether these were poisoned meatballs. They took some of the meatballs away, they bagged them up I guess, they had the evidence uh, van over there, they took them away, tested the meatballs, and they found out that they were not in fact poisoned. During this time they closed the dog park a week, I think maybe a week and a half, just in case maybe some uh, other poison and things got hidden around the area, but they tested them, no poison, nothing of that sort. The story just makes me laugh though. I like the idea of poison meatballs. I think that if I were to get revenge on somebody, I might find some way to poison some meatballs and slip them into their, uh, into their red sauce or maybe just around their fence in hopes that they would eat them. Then, the next day, there was another story about dogs in the paper that kind of caught my attention. This lady, uh, didn't pay her dog bill of some sort, and they came and they repossessed her dog. They took it to the pound. I don't think that's exactly what happened. I don't think it was repoed. I think that, I think that something happened, and they took it to the pound, and she could not afford to get her dog out. I can feel her pain. That would be terrible. Anyway, what happened was, she somehow convinced her boyfriend, or maybe he convinced himself, to go there at night and free her dog. A very noble thing to do. I can feel this. I don't know if it's what I would do, but I feel it. But while he was there, he also freed every other dog that he could get his hands on. I guess the whole outside kennel area. I can feel this too. I feel you. He's freeing the dogs. I wouldn't do that though. It's not safe. Dogs, uh... Dogs don't have the best ability to get out of the way of cars or whatever. So it's just it's not safe having these dogs wandering around. But they didn't wander. Most of the dogs just lingered around the pound. They stayed in their cages. They slept. Mostly what they found when they came the next day was a bunch of open cages. And, uh... I don't know. This story made me laugh, too. I saw how... I saw how dude was doing it for the power of love, man. He was doing everything for the power of love. They ended up catching him. They had security cameras. And he was there earlier with the girlfriend. I'm sure trying to, you know, plead his case. And get his dog freed so they recognized him on the camera. And dude got picked up. And I feel bad about it. If I was some kind of super wealthy dude, I'd probably go over there and pay his bail. Let the dude free. But I'm not, so I can't. So I won't. All right, my dudes. Time to move on. Gonna move into the next section of the show, which you know is at the movies. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? I was eight the night they were killed. Did Ben kill your mom and your sisters? From the outdoor from Gone Girl, that shall ease their arms. Something's not right. It's time to tell the truth about the murders. You're just as impersonal as I am. Dark places. Says Augustus in the bioscope. It's, it's really the time of year that sucks if you are a moviegoer. Once school goes back in, 
There is this period of time where they do not put out any fun movies until they start putting out the Oscar movies. Things are going to start heating up in a bit. But right now we are in the doldrums, so I had to do something I do not do that often. And I ordered a video off the uh, video on demand, off the direct TV. I'm a theater goer, I don't do this too often, but I did it. I wanted to see this movie called Dark Places. It was written by the lady that wrote uh, Gone Girl, and I read Gone Girl, I thought it was great. And I saw the movie and I thought it was great. I read the book Dark Places to see if it was as great as Gone Girl. It wasn't, but it was pretty cool too. So, I was looking forward to the movie. These are like, these are what I get down at Paperbacks Unlimited. I read Gillian Flynn or Gillian Flynn. I do not know. I read her novels. I read thrillers. Me and the wife trade them back and forth. We do that kind of stuff. So, we were both looking forward to... To this movie, we were thinking, you know, hey man, the last one was great, maybe this one will be great, but you know, lightning doesn't strike that often. It was fun, but not as fun as Gone Girl. The The basic story is that of a girl who is there at home and witnesses her family being brutally murdered. She escapes, it affects her of course, and now as an adult, somebody searches her out and wants to go over some details of the case. Things aren't what they seem. She looks into it, and there you have it. It was fun. It stars Charlize Theron. Uh, it's a creepy kind of deal with a lot of creepy scenes of creepy people doing scary stuff. It's well acted. It's not perfect, but it is fun. It also has the dude from Fury Road, the dude who's, uh, the one who is one of the bad guys but flips and joins Furiosa's team, the one who's also an X-Men, he's in it, and also, uh, Hit Girl, Chloe Grace Moretz is in it, she's somebody I like, she plays a total psycho, which she is good at, so, it has some people I enjoyed, and that did add to my enjoyment of the movie, I don't know, I would say I would see it if you catch it on Netflix, maybe, or something of that sort, it is, it will give you a couple hours of fun, I can say that, you're not gonna, it's not gonna stick with you for the rest of your days, but while you're watching it, you you'll think that it is a worthwhile venture, and sometimes, you know, sometimes that's all you need. The movie didn't play uh, in my area for very long. We're friends with the dude who books the movies for the theater, and he told us that if a movie is also playing on video on demand, he will maybe open it for a bit, see if people show up, but if they don't, he's going to close it in a second, because I think it was here for a week before it shut down. Uh, I don't even know how big of a national release it was. I think that this dude is a bit biased. We've seen him do this with a couple other movies. It's a worthwhile bias. I totally dig it. I don't want to play a movie, and I don't want to waste a screen on a movie that's also playing on people's TV. Because if it's playing on the TV, it's probably also available in torrent, so people are probably seeing it all the time for free, and they're not going to come down and see it for pay down in your theater. I dig it, dude. It's a smart strategy, but, uh, I don't know. I would see it if you got the time. If you're looking just, you know, kill a couple hours and have something to do, go check it out, maybe. I would give it the ISR... Five and a half, six, maybe, uh, 6.8 thumbs up. Not too bad. But also, not the Wolf of Wall Street or anything. Yo, Iceberg, take it away. You got it, Holmes. Iceberg on the ones and twos. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the Toys R Us report with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. Maybe a Ghostbusters action figure, or a Star Trek Pride Hella hat. It's really up to you. VirtualDirtMall.com
You won't be sorry for long. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. Yo, Dingleberry, you want it, you got it. More tales from the dig, a.k.a. Dig Life. I have been spending a lot of time over at the dig lately. It seems like I am there every other day, but that's cool because it's always fun, man. It's weird and it's wild and, uh, well, maybe you could spend too much time there, but I am not spending too much. I think maybe I'm spending maybe a bit more than I should, but maybe not quite all the way to where I'm there all the time. I don't know, man. But the changes you see when you start spending more time there is that the dudes are friendlier to you. And that's kind of weird because I have actually started talking to one of the cannibals. His name is Clay, and he seems like he's a pretty nice guy. He's a bit out there, but he's nice. Dude is cool. Most of the people there are starting to be cool to me. I've met this dude. His name is Stuart. His, uh, him and his wife own a, uh, what do you call it? An antique store. They sell a lot of vintage clothes, antiques and things. A couple towns over. Dude's cool. I see him there a lot. He's friendly. I started seeing him at the flea market. I've met this dude named Alan who rides a skateboard. I don't know, man. Things are getting a bit weird. It's kind of, there has been a couple times I've gone in there and dudes have been, hey, when I walk in, like, like I'm Norm at Cheers. They don't know my name. I don't go and say my name, but they give me the, hey, when I walk in. So that is becoming a bit weird, but pleasant weird, just weird in a weird sort of way. Dude from the Cannibals is all right. They have uh, a truck a giant pickup truck with a giant, uh, camper shell kind of home sort of thing on the back. I don't know if they live in it or if they just use it for their goods. Either way, it's all good in the hood. As far as I'm concerned, you know, do whatever you want, man. It's your life. Uh, one time we saw them, we just happened to be behind them over at the 7-Eleven on the corner. We were stopping in to get something to drink after, after some time digging and we saw them and dude kind of like... I don't know if they saw us or whatever, but they, when they pulled out of the parking lot, he went one way and like, we were going the same way. We were following them because we were both heading the same way away from the dig, but like we're behind dude and he starts going one way and then he just all of a sudden turns and goes the other way. Like he was in like Starsky and Hutch and that's a big deal when you got a giant truck like they have, but I don't know if dude thought we were following him or what, but he just flipped an evasive maneuver and we were both like did you see that did you see what he just did that was so squirrely but uh they did manage to escape from us even though we weren't chasing them and then uh the other day we're all in the line to get the goods it's me the dude from the cannibals and this guy who is like one of my wife's friends boyfriends friends or something i don't know something like that but he's all right too and we're standing there and we're all in line, and the dude from the Cannibals goes, Hey, did you, uh, did you see in the paper about the lady who had the baby in the stroller, and she left it at the store all by itself? And we're all standing there for a second, like, what did, what are you, what are you talking about? And then the dude with, with the long hair goes, Was that baby you, Clay? <laughs> Clay is the dude's name. It was a good snap. He got one in there. The timing was right. He got one in there, and, uh, it's always fun to make fun of somebody a little bit. So things are getting a bit chummier for your boy over at the dig. And that is weird because I'm not super friendly. I'm not, you know, a, a chatty Kathy. I don't mind people. I'm a nice person. I do good things. But I'm not a small-timey chit-chat kind of dude. Just not my thing. So 
It is. It's a, it's a bit weird to be connected to these all the time. These little uh, small conversations. Oh, oh. This happened too, so I'm in line, you know, we're waiting for him to bring out the new goods, and there is quite a few people at the dig this day, so we're all, like, really jammed together, and I accidentally bumped into this small dude, really, really small, a slender fella in a cowboy hat and tight jeans, and I turned around to go, sorry, because it's hard, everybody bumps into everybody, it's hard not to, it's just jam-packed, but when I turn around and see dude, he's patting this, like, he has a small dagger, on his hip. It's like a letter opener, like a small little uh, letter opener kind of knife. And he has it on his belt and he starts tapping it and looking at me like, bump into me, you know, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to open your postage. And I just looked over like, what the heck? And scooched over a couple other people. I moved out of the way. I sort of like let some old lady be in between us so she can get a, she can get her letter opened, not me. But that was weird too, because I don't know, you know, you got to wonder anytime something like that happens, you don't know. If dude's a dork, uh, dude is not a threat, or if dude is really gonna slit you with that, uh, dagger. It's hard to say, you can't tell, because some people are just straight fronting and would never do it, while other people are just like, I'll do it, I'll do it at the drop of a dime, I do not care, you will get stabbed. But, I moved, nobody got stabbed, and that was that, not really that thrilling of a story, but if you could have seen the guy... It would be funnier because he was so skinny, he had a, a small hat, a, a little bitty hat, and pointy Mexican cowboy boots with uh, shiny tips. Very small man, I'm thinking maybe 4'10". Quite a, uh, but not a, not like a dwarf. Very well proportioned, uh, just very, very, very uh, elf-like. Very, very small. Let's, uh, let's take a second here. We're going to take a small break. Check out this commercial. I got this on the tape over at the dig the other day. Random tape of TV. It is a commercial for the very model of a Pioneer Laserdisc we got up on the party blimp. Take it away. The Pioneer Combination CD Laserdisc Player with a 60% sharper picture than most VCRs and the incredible clarity of CD sound. It makes movies, music, and concerts truly come to life. Enter Pioneer's Laser Digital Dreamstakes. And zap! You could win a trip for two to Pioneer in Japan to receive the super system of your dreams. Entry forms at your Pioneer dealer. I do not watch my Laserdisc player as much as I should. I got it hooked up. It's all set to go. I got it upcoded using some kind of a cord or other. It's good to go. I just, I don't ever watch it, which is kind of a bummer. But I don't buy a lot of Laserdiscs, so it's not really a giant loss. But I should, I should watch it more. I do have some that I've wanted to check out for a while and just haven't gotten around to. I got this one. I got Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater. And I've wanted to check that one out for a while, but I haven't done it. I got Hackers with Angelina Jolie. I've been wanting to check that out, but I haven't. I spend too much time picking up uh, weird random VHS tapes at the dig and popping them in. What I like to do is I like to pop them in and just leave them on the TV while I listen to podcasts and I do my eBay stuff or do whatever. I, I don't know. It feels like living in the past. Sometimes you find these tapes of TV episodes or whatever from back in the day and it's fun because they got commercials and it's, I don't know. It's like it's 1990 all over again. I was watching one earlier. It was a bunch of stuff I taped off uh, Cartoon Network back in the day. 
It's cool. It has the commercials. There's uh, some episodes of Justice League Unlimited. There's some Batman. Some of the old uh, Aquaman cartoons. It's a good tape. I had it on. And some of the old uh, Adult Swim classics like um, Harvey Birdman, which is started playing again. If you watch Adult Swim, you will see Harvey Birdman in the rotations. Uh, C-Lab. There were some episodes of C-Lab. That has also started playing again. That's a nice, nice thing. If you didn't see them the first time around, go check your listings for C-Lab. And Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, you will not be disappointed. So, uh, they've been doing this thing over at the dig. They're selling off these giant boxes that they call Gaylords. I think that is the name of the company that makes them or something. But these are big boxes. I don't know how tall they are. I haven't walked over and looked at them. But they look to be at least four feet by uh, maybe eight feet. They are gigantic and they are full of donated stuff. I hear differing reports. Some people say that they are full of unsorted donations. That's what you're looking for. The stuff they haven't picked through yet. Other people say it's all sorted stuff from other stores. I've heard different things. One dude was telling me that he saw somebody get a whole bunch of in the box Fisher Price little people stuff. That's good as gold, man. I love that stuff. My wife collects Fisher-Price, uh, little people, and they are, uh, pretty common on the loose tip, but not so much in the boxes. And dude was saying that, uh, he saw somebody pull out two or three or four or five boxes of these out of their Gaylord. And I don't know if they were Fisher-Price LPs. He did kind of imply that they were, but then I started thinking, what if he wasn't really sure of it and they were actually, uh, Fisher-Price APs? Adventure people. Imagine that. Unopened adventure people inside the Gaylord. This sounds like a fantasy to me, but um, that's what he was saying. Oh, and here's the catch. With the Gaylord, they cost $5 each. This is stuff that they're just overloaded with stuff and they need to get rid of it. And they will let you open, look, and take what you want from the Gaylord and straight up leave the rest behind. This is all just so weird to me because I would think that the deal would be that they want you to take the box, take it all, get it out of here, we need the space. But no, they let you take the stuff that everybody would want and then leave the rest. I don't even know, man. It makes no sense. No sense at all, man. But uh, I don't know. I've never been able to do this because what they do is they kind of announce it that day. They go... Gonna sell some Gaylords today, and every time they've done it, I have not been there. It's been just, like, Saturday afternoon when I'm doing, uh, garage sales, and just the weirdest times, they just decide to do it, and I have not gotten one. So, in a way, I am salivating for a Gaylord. That sounded too weird. Don't use that out of context. When I say Gaylord, I mean box full of unsorted materials, potentially. Uh, I just really want one. I haven't had the chance to get one, and everybody's talking about it. It's just, like... The thing to do. So, uh, cross your fingers. Cross your fingers on, like, Monday, maybe Tuesday or Thursday, maybe Sunday. Just hope for me that that'll be the day when they do it. Those are the days I go down there. And, hey, well, hey, check it out. On Monday and sometimes Thursday, when I'm down there, I will, uh, Periscope. That is this live broadcasting gimmick for your phone. So, go on there, look for me, username, Robots. That's I-S- EE robots. It, it's uh, during the daytime, kind of like 10, between 10 and 12.30, I will sometimes uh, 
Periscope with what's going on. We'll talk about some stuff. It's cool. You get to see the dig in person. It is worth giving a shot. Just go on there, find me, and then you favorite me. And I think that if I start doing it, your phone will beep so you'll know and you can decide if you want to come or not. It's kind of fun. So far, some people have done it. A retro art blog. Uh, Don Walton was there the other day when I was at the flea market. I did it from the flea market. It was fun. I think it was fun. I hope he had fun. Uh, well, that's about it, my dudes, for the Tales from the Dig segment. We are running out of fun stuff to talk about that silly place. So we're going to take another quick pause and come right back with the Toys R Us report. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report. You really should consider becoming a show patron. It's only like a dollar a month. And for the most part, the money we get is going to go into the show. I want to make more shows. I want to make more frequent shows, longer shows. I have some fun ideas. I want to take calls. I would love to take live calls on the air. I need to set up for that. We just... We could use some help. And if you want to help out, go on over to supportthereport.com and just dollar a month, dollar a month from a third of the people who listen would make all the difference in the world. Be that third. So let's talk about the Toys R Us. So um, as we know, I missed Force Friday because I am a dunderhead, but we did go over there the next day and I'm sure you all know this too. All of the action figures are gone. We saw one. I saw the Black Stormtrooper fella, and that was the only one. And the only reason I saw him was because he was hidden behind some Star Wars SpaghettiOs. We went to Toys R Us. We saw nothing. Went to Target. Also nothing. Went to the other Target. Nada. And it's just, that's the way it is. You don't even get to see the figures because you missed Force Friday, you chowderhead. But I did talk to my brother-in-law, Mark, over at the flea market. He's in the toy game big time. And he told me that, uh, word on the street is the first person in line was the owner of the local, uh, vintage toy shop. First one there ran in with the cart and just started scooping the stuff right into his thing because they had no limit on what you could buy. So if you want to get any of the Star Wars dudes, go over to his shop and be prepared to pay a premium. Not cool, man. I'm just not down with that. I can see everybody gets their one. You can get your one and you can sell your one if you want to, but taking more than that is a bit whack. I don't know. I can see how you might want to do it if it's something super duper valuable, but for the most part, man, you gotta share the wealth. It's just, take your one and if you choose to flip it, flip it. Don't take some other dudes and make the decision for him. That's just, that's how I feel, man. That's how I feel right now. I'm sure I've felt differently in the past, but... I don't know. Seems like not a cool move to go in there and just, if it's true, it might not even be true. But if it is, not a cool move, man. Not one we up here on the station approve of. I'm not really into that dude either. Uh, if you if you pay attention to the show, you know I've had a couple of run-ins with him. So he's not one of my favorite dudes. So this does nothing to endear me to him. I'm sure you all have this guy in your neck of the woods too. The dude who's just way... Way too aggressive when it comes down to it. But, um, well, that's about it. I mean, we did see some cool Star Wars stuff. I saw Star Wars SpaghettiOs. I saw Star Wars Beefaroni. Cool helmets. Lots of cool clothes, t-shirts, costumes, but just no action figures. The Mashables. The Mashables? Is that what they're called? Mashups? I don't know. The ones where you take the parts and put them all together and make a different dude. 
those guys were there, but I don't who wants that? That's just so silly. I don't want to take Luke and put Darth Vader's uh, arms on him. Seems weird. Maybe putting like a Yoda's head on a Jawa might make something cool. Chewie's head on an Ewok might make something fun, but I don't know. Not a toy I'm going to get into. So with that, we are going to call it a day. We're going to call it a day, going to call it a night, going to head on out of here. So this is me, Icy Robots for Iceberg 13, Ensign Melissa, the rest of the crew up here on the ship. This is the Toys R Us report, episode number 51, signing off. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.